Welcome to season six of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Wynn of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jesse Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In season six, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to a new guest. Her name is Anne Long of Fidelia House. This is going to be so exciting. I first met Anne back, I guess it was last year, at the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. And she had a booth there selling all her beautiful bulbs, the chromes, the rhizomes. And it's so interesting as you learn about flowers. They're not all called bulbs and ranunculus. They're called chromes. It's actually C-O-R-M-S. Yes. Which is so interesting. And as you get to know more about the botanical anatomy of flowers, it's just another whole world of education, which I absolutely love. And I have to admit, I've been to the Northwest Flower and Garden Show for many years and I've walked through many booths. But I have to admit, if you come to Seattle and go up to the show, go visit her booth. Her booth is one of the most beautiful booths. And the people that are serving the booth. It's just incredible and so friendly. So Anne, welcome to our podcast. Happy to be here. I'm honored that you want to chit chat with me and getting ready for the show. It's just in what is in a few weeks. So we are down to the wire. My hands are covered in paint, but we're so excited. We're, our booth is a lot bigger this year. So it's amazing. Anne was telling us how she was renting a 26 foot truck to cart everything in. That's crazy. I yeah. am so excited to see the booth and even more excited to be involved with your booth this year. The reason why we have her here is she <laughs> is helping us bring paper flowers to this particular show. Tell us about the concept, how this come about and how is this evolving? We had thought about switching up our booths in some way. We made our booths to look like my family because I, when we were originally thinking last year as we were doing the booth, I was like, I want people there at our house <laughs> hanging out with us. I, I literally brought Taylor's great-grandmother's antique sofa. My, our kids have grown up jumping on and my furniture just because I like to treat everybody like they're my neighbor. That's just how God made me. That's our people and especially people that they can't They don't have a green thumb or those because they've heard that they're tricky. So we are there to bust through that barrier in their mind and show them, oh, no, come on, just some amazing ranunculus. So, oh, me too, (laughs) which is why I have see, I keep on thinking people talk about choice fatigue or like in America, we have all of these choices. And I'm like, oh, I know we can pare this down, but I never can. And it just keeps on growing. And what I have found, too, is that it is so fun for Eight million reasons to do this job. But one of the things that I love is how different people come and they will put different color combos together that I wouldn't even think of, but it's their personality. That's their jam. I really want to have those available to people so that they can make their own perfect garden, like perfect personality fit for them. And it's also just a really good excuse for me to be able to grow all of them and take pictures of all of them. So it's pretty selfish on my part. You've been a flower farm for over 20 years? Yes. So I grew up in Missouri in St. Louis and I was the kid that would, for my for Mother's Day, go and surprise my mom. It wasn't really a surprise, but get her impatient and plant them in the front. My sister was recently reminding me of this, that I went through a huge sunflower phase where my room was decorated in sunflowers because I've always 
thought, oh, this is so strange that I went into flower farming, that I love flowers. And my sister was like, I don't think so, Anne. I'm like this forever. Anyway, I remember when we first moved out here to Skagit Valley, we were just driving and we drove by a dahlia field and I was like, oh my gosh. And like, a, not a dahlia field, just there's a lot of people that have a dahlia patch in their yard around here. And especially like out in the flats in the valley. And I told Taylor, I was like, what? I have to find out what all those flowers. I thought there were a bunch of different kinds of flowers, but I was just so impressed at all the different sizes and shapes that it, it just blew me away. Skagit had a Dahlia Society. I found out that they were Dahlias. Skagit Valley had a Dahlia Society and I like traipsed in there with my two young girls. I probably had a baby at that point too. I might have brought him. Taylor was busy at work, but I walked in and everybody turned and I guess they hadn't had really a new, these people were all in their, first of all, the most lovely people ever and generous and sweet and kind. They told me all about growing dahlias and they were so generous and shared their tours <laughs> with me. I couldn't believe how generous they were. And also like just flower people are the best. One of them was sick in the hospital and it was May and time to get the field in. So but his name was Floyd. He was in the hospital and we all went and planted up his dahlias. And it was just a, a very natural, no-brainer thing to do. Basically, it hit me not just because the flowers were beautiful, but because I was like, these are my people. I was new to the area. I didn't know anybody. And now I'm hanging out with a bunch of 70 and 80-year-olds that love me. They love my kids. They're like giving mm -hmm. me flower tubers. And I was like, what's going on? So I was hooked like right away. The first year I grew probably... 20 or 30. And then the second year, it went exponentially up from there, or at least doubled. I, wow. This past year, I think I'm up to, gosh, we didn't even count at the field, but because my friend is letting me do a field on her property because I just live in town, but I think we're up to probably about 3,500 tubers. So that is so amazing. With this many dahlias, I see why it's called the Dahlia House. How did you come up with your name for your business? Oh, that's a sweet story. Just as I got to know my neighbors around here, even if I'd meet people at the store or whatever, and they say, hey, I think we're neighbors. And they'd say, hey, what house are you? So I would describe, oh, I've got some flowers up front. And they'd say, oh, you're the Dahlia House. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, it was like such an honor and such a sweet thing for them to say to me that I, to be considered the Dahlia House. And so when I started my business, I was just like, like, we're just the Dolly House. So my neighbors basically named us, which is so sweet. Yeah. What a community that you have built around you. Flowers are people magnets. Yes. Even it, it's so funny. Even people who are quiet, keep yes. to themselves. You drop a little bouquet on their front doorstep when they're not home and it disappears. And then you start getting some smiles and some waves and stuff. And <laughs> they have their own language. They have their own love language. So yeah. True. I love our community. And I have met so many people through my flowers. People will come and knock on the door that I don't even know and okay. say, I'm sorry to bother you. It's my grandma's birthday and she That's loves so red. Awesome. Can I <laughs> go? I actually have a bunch of ball jars. I save up my old spaghetti jars and stuff. And have them yes. just ready for people that need a bouquet to go. So it's so fun. It is. It's so fun. Okay. So tell us more about this booth at the Northwest Flowering Garden Show. How can people see you? What is it going to be involved? What can they expect? Okay. So if you didn't see it last year, I think I explained this already, but it was like my living room. Grammy's couch is not coming. <laughs> we are making <laughs> it's my- It's a beautiful couch. It is so cute. And so many kids have jumped on that couch and they don't make things like they used to. Anyway, so we're moving our booth. Our booth is not going to be as big up front because we are 
I, I don't even know really how to articulate what it is. It's just this idea. We keep on calling it the flower walk, but we have basically cut through one of the, an opening in our booth and are making like a gallery, a cut flower gallery that takes you Ooh. through all the seasons. So it'll go from spring to summer to fall and winter. We just want to open people's eyes to all the things that they can grow to bring in their yard, to bring inside and appreciate or to leave on their neighbor's doorstep. It's basically for beauty's sake and for motivation's sake. And we're hoping to have QR codes so that when people see mm -hmm. something, whether it's an arrangement or we've just got lots of different sorts of photos, they can find what booths at the Northwest, if it's sold at the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, who sells it so they can go there and get it. Yeah. This year, we are bringing anemone and ranunculus quorums like we did last year. We're also bringing not a, not our whole selection of dahlia tubers because that's just overwhelming, but we are bringing probably, we haven't decided yet, probably like 20 or 30 varieties of our dahlia tubers. So that's what we're coming with this year. We're really excited. I haven't talked about the second part or the third part of our booth, which is where you come in. We have our cut flower gallery that you walk through and where you come out, when you turn around on that back wall, we wanted to do an interactive installation where people can work with us to make something beautiful, everybody together. And out of the, the Dahlia field, one of the things that we've become known for is flower walls where you can, it's a really primitive setup, but it makes the most mm -hmm. amazingly beautiful thing. It's just a wall of flowers, basically. We are basically bringing that to the show mm -hmm. and want everyone to come and make a flower wall with us. And that is where you come in because you have all of those gorgeous paper flowers, which I have so much appreciation for and love. Uh, and Yay. it's amazing because you can make them look so <laughs> realistic and lifelike. It's amazing what you can do. So we're so excited to have you come and give demos and share your knowledge with us so that people can, even Thank on the you. off season, grow really beautiful anemones and ranunculus and peonies and stuff. So, Ooh. yes, I'm going to be bringing lots of crepe paper samples for people to take home and make crepe paper flowers if they want to. And I'll be doing lots of different demos on flowers. I'm hoping to do the cherry blossom, but I think I might change it up a little bit because I have a few more weeks to figure this out. But I'm so excited to like share the joy of making paper flowers. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. If anyone's <laughs> listening to this and wants to volunteer to work at our booth, please come work so I can go and watch some of your demos because I'm so curious and interested. I love working with my hands and I would love to know how to make those. The Northwest Flower and Garden Show is happening this year <laughs> on February 14th through the 18th. Is it Wednesday through Sunday? Wednesday through Sunday. And it's nine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning to eight at night every day, which makes for long days, let's say that. Yes. But Sunday, it closes at six. So that because by 11, everybody literally has to be out of there, which is crazy. So yeah, it's really amazing. I've always been very lucky to be on the media press to come in before everyone else. One of the biggest things when you come to the show is see how all the different vendors, they get a little plot of land and they bring in dirt. They bring in trees, like giant trees, like 14, 12 feet. They bring in so many beautiful flowers. Last year, I think one that stuck out to me was the orchid, where it had hundreds of varieties of orchids. And they had a fragrant wall yeah. where they had these orchids that just smelled like vanilla and chocolate and fruits. And I don't think I've been to anywhere where you can see 
just thousands of varieties all in one place. And the cool thing is you can see the trending flowers, Mm -hmm. the farmers or the growers are expecting that will sell really well this year and you can buy Mm -hmm. them. And I think the craziest part is the very first few days, it's like jam packed with people because you want to get there early because all the good flowers that you want are usually sold out by the second day. We have to buy up our stock at least a whole year. So I have to decide coming up here pretty soon, shortly, what I will sell next year. So that's a daunting because, you know, I don't want to sell a kidney or a child to have to pay for this order. People aren't going to buy this many hours. So we try to up as many, the more rare varieties. But the thing is that the breeders are coming up with these and they don't have a bunch of supply of these. So it takes, for ranunculus, for example, it takes four years to build up. First of all, for it to just be chosen, they've got tons, hundreds of trials. And then different buyers and designers will go through and vote and pick on the different varieties that, but what they're voting on is something that's five years in, in the future. So it's just incredible. And it's a little bit nerve wracking to try to decide what people are going to want and what's going to resonate with people and have them available. So yeah, like this year, we have a new ranunculus milka. We actually have an anemone milka, both of which are new for us this year. And they just don't have the milka. The anemone milka is amazing. Rarity is one of the things that just sells. It's I like to say if Martha Stewart glitter and a fancy unicorn had a baby. <laughs> this is the flowers that it would be. They're amazing. They are this warm, <laughs> really warm, deep and rich oh pastels. Oh my God. Mostly I will buy and purples, it. <laughs> but there's a little bit of mauve in there. They're, they literally glisten in the right light. Ooh. And so we don't have a ton of anemone milka. The ranunculus milka is also ridiculous. It's like Melba, but a little bit more, which is a, a deep purple color, but it's a little bit more frosted. Our ranunculus, Malva. But anyway, so we don't have a whole lot of these. These varieties will probably go on the first day. I would be first in line. Sorry, you guys. I'll save you a pack. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Where in Seattle is this located? That's a great question. It's at the convention center. So Okay. It's going to be inside the convention center, but it has dirt and things that are planted in there. Wow. They have a display garden area where, yeah, they bring in literally tons of dirt and mulch and basically create an outside back patio, you know, a backyard. It's it's incredible. Wow, that's going to be amazing. They bring in like truckloads of dirt into the building. Huge trees. It's crazy. So I've been there where I've actually seen underneath the dirt, underneath the mulch, everything is still in pot Uh and everything Mm -hmm. is covered with the mulch to hide all the different pots because they have just hours after the show to clean everything up. So there's nothing left. It is absolutely amazing. And the back door, when I go back again, I will try to do videos of how Mm -hmm. there's a separate entrance, the garage door. Mm -hmm. I guess I wouldn't call it a garage door. It's like a a wall opens up so they can bring these trucks, these giant trees in. And there's like teams of people. There's volunteers, people trying to seriously put things in because they're not putting in plants. They're putting in buildings. They're putting in greenhouses. There's chicken coops coming in. Mm-hmm. There's this giant rock being brought in. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's really inspiring because sometimes it's not quite the planting season, but it's time to plan out yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And this Man. is where you get the inspiration. This is where, oh, those muscaris, 
or those miniature daffodils, miniatures, irises. I felt like those were really big last year. I mean, but they were tiny, not really big, but super tiny, but so beautiful. And so I was on the hunt to find them and they were, by the time I was looking for them, they were already sold out. And there's so many different societies, Society of Iris, Society of Peonies, and you can get any type of plant, flower. I would say if you're looking for those variegated, beautiful monsteras or plants with those beautiful white veins or pink, the pink night, all those different plants, they Mm. have it there. And it's actually reasonably priced. It's not too crazy. And I think people walk out with like just bags of plants and bulbs and tubers. And I have to admit, I overbuy because I'm just overwhelmed by the choices and like, I need to have it in my life. Completely. But did you really overbuy because you with your neighbors or that your, so you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and flowers are forgiving. It's the perfect mm-hmm. gift mm-hmm. for anybody and for mm-hmm. yourself, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. And how many times have you been with the show? Uh, last year was our first year. Knocked it out of the park. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you. I'm friends with the Christiansons, John Christensen. I was visiting with him. That's it was, oh, it was right before it shut everything down. So they had yes. it 2020. I was walking around the show and I was like, oh, that was the year that I started my business. Well, I started it really late 2019. And no one has anemones and ranunculus here. And especially Italian ranunculus. I was with my friend, Emily, and we were walking around and I was like, I feel like we should come here and do this. And Emily was like, yeah, we should. We should come here and do this. And then I was talking with John and he was like, hey, you guys need to come here. Come, you know, just get a booth right there. So yeah, I looked into and we wanted to give it a good run for the money. When I say we, it was pretty much just me at my kitchen table thinking, what should I do? So I was like, you know what? I need to just, yeah, go big or go home. And so we put in for, so 2022 was our first year because they didn't have it in 2021. Is that right? 2022. Well, 20, no, 2023 was our first year. Um, have it for maybe two years, mm-hmm. actually. I can't remember. Anyway, so we got a boost that was 10 by 30 because I thought, I don't know, just go big or go home. Let's see if this works out. It totally worked out. It was basically all my friends that I've met either here in Skagit Valley and have known for a long time or from people that have come to this and we just go out to lunch afterwards or whatever and lovely flower people. So when you're saying that the people at my booth were really warm and that makes me so happy and also lucky because they're my friends are doing yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. What's your booth number? So people can know where to find you. 2430 this year. We did a switcheroo. We were going to go so big. We just decided that about, I don't know, six weeks ago, I think. <laughs> we are down the wire trying to get everything ready. So what does your load-in look like? Can you share that? What does my what look like? Like the load-in for your booth. So oh, like gosh. things that you need to get ready. Because I feel like people don't understand the magnitude of how long it takes for people to build out this booth and to bring everything in along with thousands of other vendors. Yes. Well, they are amazing at skill assigned. So everybody there has it assigned a different time that they can load. And when I mean load, it's that wall that opens up and we will be driving. I will be driving. Y'all can pray for me. A 26 foot (laughs) 
26 foot <laughs> truck under the floor and you want in and other trucks that are waiting in line and need to come in. So not only do we want the booth to be welcoming and be beautiful and work for the business and be clear, we need it to be build modularly. It's that modular, I don't yes. even know what it is, modularly. So that, like, yeah, so it can fit kind of like accordion style. And then also so that it can piece by piece be loaded by two people. Lauren and I need to lift all of these panels. Well, I mean, our husbands, yes. we get their help too. <laughs> and they're yeah. actually, yeah, we get to vote on Sunday, which is so great because they're both off work. We'll have their help. The whole structure has to be built in a way where it doesn't take a long time. We can't be doing a bunch of trim and finish work there at the show. We all air and put on the walls, but it has to be just in chunks. And so it's like a mass pet. There's so many times I look over at Seth and he's just like looking, looking. He's like, I think I'm going to take that piece of trim off. And because he's thinking <laughs> about like, okay, when then we put this, and then we put this piece there. It is very impressive the way that Seth's mind works. And he's a great nurse. I think he could quit that job and become a booth designer because he's bearded <laughs> at figuring this all out for us. So. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. Did you do a mock of that already at your place before you're going to go there? Well, actually, our booth is so big this year. Actually, I talked to Emma Christensen and they we're, she doesn't know this yet. We were going to set it up, but it is so much work to unscrew everything and then right. transfer it from, yeah. we have a buddy in Burlington who has this big low, but it's a long barn. And so we're able to build sections of it there because it's like 20 by mm -hmm. 30 feet. That's like bigger than wow. some houses, yeah. you know? So yes. um, yeah, in sections there. So right now we have two of the most complicated sections up and Lauren and I are actually Lauren just left, but we'll finish painting those hopefully today. And then we have a bunch of other mm -hmm. kind of motion that we're getting two coats on. And then once it dries, we'll flip it and get that paint. Yeah, we will. Once we finish painting these, we're going to disassemble them. And the next time we will be able to assemble them will be at the show on the floor, but it'll be at the show the first time that we get all of it assembled because we're not gonna, we kind of don't have the time and manpower and energy really set it up at the vinery mm -hmm. all, yeah. excuse me, in one piece. So yes. fingers crossed, Seth's math fingers is crossed. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so incredible. Yeah. So in reality, you're going to only have like four people putting We've on the had show. four people build it. And yeah, I mean, Seth, yeah. So Seth will come home. He works 10 hour shifts and then he'll come home. They'll have dinner. And then Lauren and he will, I think it was like 13, 12 panels made. And then here there's 26 panels total that need to be built, plus a bunch of structures. Wow. And then we're bringing in some chandeliers that we've actually found on Facebook Marketplace from Emerald Downs. Uh, That's awesome. I'm, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, Seattle history in our booths. I rented the truck for Saturday. So we will load, we'll dismantle everything and load all of our stuff and all of our, everything that we're going to need for the booths and in the 26 foot long truck. It's supposed to fit a three bedroom house. I'm like, I think this, I don't know how to do that math, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll have everything loaded up on Saturday. We'll drive down there early Sunday morning and get in line, get in when we can. And just, yeah, we just kind of really fast unload everything. Just like you said, you get this plot of space. So we got to unload everything, that plot of space, and then quickly turn around and get the truck parked somewhere else. That's another challenge, actually. Actually, last year, this is a total rabbit trail, but let's <laughs> 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 Last year, all I have to say is Seth 
And Lauren and my husband, Taylor, love me so much because I went to go pick up the truck. So on Sunday, that's the day that you you have to take down really fast because everybody gets out there at needs to be out by 11. But there's so many for people. But there's one night for everybody what? to get it. I know. It's crazy. Every, you can apply for a spot on a Monday, but it's very hard to get and very limited. So you have to get everything taken down and have someone check off that you are like ready to load your truck. And then you can get a pass to go load your truck or to go get your truck and you put it on the front dashboard so that when you come, they're like, oh, okay, they're ready to go. So the line... I mean, mm-hmm. with, you can have to wait t- two hours, you know, like it, oh my depending on when the truck gets there. So <laughs> it's, it's a, this is a yeah. story. So uh, I'm just so bad at this. So <laughs> I had parked and the truck, because I went to get it on Sunday afternoon where the show ended. And then I parked, I came back. It was right at six. We started taking it down. Every, and, you know, we got the slips. I like to go get the truck and I can't remember where I parked huh. it. Oh, <laughs> you guys, I, it was my Chipotle and I think I'm on pizza. <laughs> Literally, Taylor and I, he had, his, he had an apple on and he had tracked and we went four miles within like 30. We were like, no, oh, no. Lauren, it took us 45 minutes, guys, to find the truck. Oh, it was oh such gosh. a late okay. night. So you need to get an air tag and just put it in the truck this time? I know. Yeah. Or at least like something like on our phones, right? Yes. And technology. But yeah, I'm like, seriously, I have all of these different things, but I keep on saying, and remember where you parked the truck. So, yes. So, yes. Take a picture of the side <laughs> and where you're at. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Or drop a pin. I just need to do like three separate things just to make sure that I remember where I parked the truck. Oh my God. That's such a great story to share. Oh, but man. oh my goodness. Things that the public never knows about. No. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got lots of that. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So if someone was to come to this year, if they were to buy, let's say the top three flowers that they need to have in the garden this year, mm-hmm. what would it be? I mean, kind of, as I was saying earlier, everybody's got a different jam. If you're super duper, feel like you don't have a green thumb and you can't grow anything, then buy any anemone and I'll like rip the package open and pick it up, stick it down in the dirt like two inches and then boom, you've got anemones. So they, all you have to do is plant them and they will love you forever, especially here in this climate. But there's so many places all across the country that anemones just flourish. My mom lives in Boise, Idaho, and she took a picture Oh, I'm on my phone, so I can't look back and see what it was. But she's taken pictures of anemones blooming in her yard. Boise is a desert. It gets super cold in the winter, super hot in the summer. And she's had anemones blooming somehow because my mom is magic. I don't know. Has them blooming in like August in Boise. And then also <laughs> sent me amazing. something. And had them blooming in January in her yard. So God, wow. these, yeah, the Italian line that I saw... And right now I'll give my plug for the Italians. Basically, that's the only ones that I sell. There's a lot of different types of specifically ranunculus out there. Tons of different varieties. And it makes sense that they have a reputation because most of them are. Except for the Italian. I tried to grow ranunculus for three years. I didn't. I killed ranunculus for three years. Then I think it was really an accident. I didn't know that there were Italian and whatever. 
So I got Italian ones and I was like, I nailed it. I can grow these. And then I realized it was just a different type. Anyway, so anemones are super duper resilient. Selfishly, I would say get an anemone, get a ranunculus and get a dahlia. Because those are the three things that we have to offer this year. I would say too that they're either the rarity or the milka in the anemones are a mix. So all all of our packs come in 10 packs. You aren't quite sure on the color. There's, we have four or five ranunculus and two that are mixes. So hey, I love purple or hey, I want a white garden, go go for the Bianco, you know, or the BCN. But if you, we do sell ones that are mixes. So you'll get kind of a family of colors instead of just one solid color. So that's all. And then I will say, if you're looking for cut flowers, all of these are amazing. They can last up to two weeks in a vase, which is ridiculous. But for Dahlia, if you're thinking specifically for cut flowers, a lot of people don't know, but the ones that are in ball form, there's like, ton is, but the ones that are come in ball, those are the ones that last the longest in the vase. So if you're going to be cutting them and bringing them inside, I would try to get a few ball formed ones are so ridiculously gorgeous, but those are the ones that you only get like probably three really good days. Uh, so, or the dinner plates too will go pretty fast. Those yeah. sweet cafes, but that's my advice for that. If you do run out the cafes, what is the second one that looks similar to the cafe? I don't usually gravitate towards purples, but I would say Shiloh Noel is such a, and that's, it's a little bit kind of like, really, we haven't divided that one yet. So we just have so many things that we're doing right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, 35 hundred dollars divided and yeah I can only imagine ginormous booths on the North of Slaughter Garden Show so yeah and another I really like the big white flowers in general so I'll love like AC Casper and Snowbound those are some big white ones I really like the little oh, small world Bowen just white ones that's where I gravitate I'm much more monochromatic you would never know that because I have all of these different colors on my website but I love yes just, just give me one just give me a bunch of one color and I'll be happy. And if you guys haven't visited her website, it's absolutely beautiful. It's called thedaliahouse.com. It's just beautifully cute website designer, by the way. Oh, that's my friend Jill. She's down in Florida. Yeah, I'm actually hope I was talking with her yesterday and she's going to come back in town. But I was like, oh, like I won't be able to chill and have tea and chat about lead. Please come <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Is there anything else that our audience needs to know about you and your amazing company? Oh, that's so sweet. Gosh, probably. I love giving hugs. There's free hugs at my booth. And yeah, just come and, and be inspired and come make learn how to make paper flowers with me. I'm so excited. And yeah, we have a little bit of a, a theme to our flower wall that I'm just going to keep to ourselves until the show. But there's just another element where you get to put your own fingerprint on the booth. And I'm really excited to be able to hang with um, all the people that are coming. It's just, it's such a fun event. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. As always, to end our podcast, guess what's their favorite snack or drink is? So Anne, what is your favorite snack right now? Well, this is going to be, a, it was as surprising to me as it probably is to you. We asked someone to reach out to us. Really so sweet of her. They were like, well, we think you also might like our product. So just try it. And she sent me just a package of this for first and so sweet. What it is, it's mushroom coffee. And I'm not even a huge mushroom fan. I mean, I'll eat mushrooms, but I don't like go out of my way. So I had heard about mushroom coffee and I had heard that it was kind of like one of those things where, you know, it's healthy for you. Let's just pretend we all like this, you know, consume it because it's good for us. 
and I can't have dairy or gluten. And so there's a lot of things that are not a lot of things, but every once in a while I'll be like, oh my goodness, this is really delicious. And then I'll have my kids have it. And like, like, no, no one's going to like this. So anyway, this uh, came in the mail and Lauren was here. And I was like, Lauren, it was so sweet. These people, like said, they follow our company and, you know, they love our flowers. And they sent us some free coffee. And she was like, this is mushroom coffee. And I was like, I know. And I was like, what do you ever had a mushroom coffee? She's like, no, my mom had some once. And she said it was sip. She was good. The second sip, she was like, I'm not sure. And the third sip, she was, no, I'm not. I'm done with this. So we went in with pretty low expectations, but she had hers. You can do it a lot of different ways. It just comes like as a powder. Like first we were smelling it. We were like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And so I decided to have mine with oat milk. Like I kind of like made it into a latte. I had oat milk, some honey and some cinnamon. And stirred it up. Lauren just had hers with water. I can't remember. But anyway, so we're both just kind of sitting there. We're working. Our, our cups are sitting there and neither of us. I was just trying it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I like, take a drink. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I totally, I'm with, like, this is delicious to me, but that's just my first sip. And Lauren's like, oh, okay. Lauren takes a sip. She's like, yeah, no, this is good. And Lauren is not allergic to dairy and gluten. She can eat whatever. Yeah, this is good. So I'm pretty positive about this. So literally I kept drinking it and loving it oh, I'm going to get like halfway through and I'm going to be like, this is gross. And it's just delicious to the last drop. And I made the mistake leaving it on the counter. My husband was like, it's mushroom coffee. And he's like, mushroom coffee. He's always up to try whatever. So he tried it. And now he is addicted to my mushroom coffee and drinks more of it than I do. <laughs> they told me, I can't remember the name of the girl that I'm working with, but she's like, hey, if you want to talk to people about Rise, I can give your customers or your, yeah, your customers or whoever you share it with a discount code. So I cannot remember good at any of them, but I can give you the discount code and you can share it on here. If I want to try it. Discount code for your mushroom coffee. And yes, my personal suggestion is to make it into a latte with oat milk and honey and cinnamon and oh my gosh, it is so good. And it's really good for you. I've actually tried the matcha one from them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And really? How did you like the matcha one? It, I'm not really a matcha person to begin with. So I either. feel like eh, it's good. Trendy right now. So things that have that and their brand in general is very trendy. So yeah, I Ooh. mean, wait, does, I, does I this mean, even trendy? Yes. Or no, <laughs> just kidding. I'm never really going to be trendy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, on the topic of coffee, I guess my favorite snack is just actually sipping on a iced Americano. I'm a very plain person. Cool. So I usually like nothing in it. I don't know why. I'm a very black coffee, iced Americano every day, any day. That's, that's hardcore. You I are know. Like, you are like, we you are trendy milk in and it. you were. No, yeah. I actually do not prefer milk <laughs> in my drinks. I don't know why. Unless it's like a Frappuccino, like at Starbucks. It's, yeah. Which is, is another it? snack that I would yeah. totally like go ice for. cream. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Middle of the day, acceptable anytime ice cream. Yeah. Quinn. Okay. So I was actually going to talk about this. I've been making a maple ginger syrup mm. to go into my coffee with oat milk. And what I do, so you don't ruin the maple, I do a simple syrup, like raw sugar and ginger, and I let it simmer. And then I add it to my bottle. I'll pour out half of it and we'll syrup the ginger bits in there. So it infuses the whole thing. So if you love a little bit of warmth, 
to your coffee. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, you have kind of just blown my mind. I don't know where I've been. I don't know if that's a trendy thing to do, but that <laughs> sounds unbelievably delicious. So yes. it is yes. really, really. I kind of want to like jot down for um up on my big like a million things to bring to the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. I want you to bring your ginger syrup, and I will bring my okay. rice. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> we can let them more okay, coffee. Perfect. At the show. That would be perfect. I will bring it on the 14th. Love it. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so many for joining us today. I hope you had a fun time as I did talking to Anne and go to her website, thedallyhouse.com and learn more about her and order flowers because everyone always needs more flowers. You're not wrong. It's, (laughs) they're just such, they're always a good idea. (laughs) 